And it was also a matter of like really honoring my comfort zone. So when we got divorced, I needed to tell the lawyer what city I lived in. So I didn't pick a city arbitrarily, but there are not mm. a lot of cities to pick from. And so the <laughs> biggest one, like 45 minutes away from their dad's house, which would make it doable for them to go there on their weekends, but far enough away to where I felt like I had my freedom. In this episode, we will talk about finding love in a new country, getting divorced, and finally honoring the needs and our own comfort zone. We'll dive right into Morgan Walkwell's courageous story, navigating her family matters, and building a life for herself in a new country. Be sure to listen in for all the details. Hello, my wonderful beasties. It's Tina, your host. Welcome to the Courageous Inner Beast, the place where you get up and charge with courage by calling in your inner beast. Today, we have Morgan R. Hi, Morgan. How are you? And please introduce yourself. Hi, thanks, Tina. I'm Morgan Rockwell, and I am a spiritual coach, and I am a single mom living here in Portugal. Thank you, Morgan. Um, so what is your one creative story that you want to share today? Sure. Um, I'd have to say the fact of how I ended up over in a foreign country. I'm U.S. born. I was born and raised um, in the Pacific Northwest. I've lived in Washington, Oregon, little bit of time in Arizona. And I took this, (laughs) yeah, I have been everywhere. And so I took what I thought was a really courageous gamble was to um, spend one year in a foreign country working abroad. And I had information, I could get a work visa in my old area of expertise, which was traditional Chinese medicine. So here I thought I could be in another country working in acupuncture. And well, I came across Portugal and so I thought, hey, won't that be fun? And I thought that would be courageous in and of itself. And it just did not turn out to be that way. I ended up not being able to get a work visa, yet I met somebody. We had two kids. Um, and then I you know, was here for about four and a half, five years. And things just weren't working out between my ex-husband and I. And so it was decided that we would get divorced. And then I found out that I legally cannot leave the country because my boys were born here. Um, And so then it had to start this whole other level of courage to create an entirely different life in a foreign country where I had no backup of my area of expertise to work in. Oh, man. So doesn't mean like, do you mean like for your career, you said Chinese medicine. So when you came over, you thought you could, oh, I could start. I could start right away. But then. Yeah. So it turned out to be this weird Um, it's this weird glitch. I've been battling it for over five years that it just, the licenses don't compute like the schooling in one country to another. And I know I'm not the only person who's had this complication. I used to work in the hospitals in the U S and there would be like anesthesiologists in India. And they were like the basic level lab techs in the U S, you know, like I know these type of things exist. And And I hit that red tape. And so nobody has been able to figure a way around it other than me like starting from scratch again. And so it just was too much time, energy and money to put back into that in order to, you know, make a living for myself and provide for my children. Yeah, man. I mean, like you mentioned, like you have uh, the path of Chinese medicine, Uh being there for five years and now, you know, divorcing from your ex-husband and now like Lily can't leave because your kids, because I think you meant, I think, and it's because it's because of um, 
because they're still small, right? That's why you can't leave. You yeah, leave. my boys are really small. And so, you know, rightfully so they they I want them to have a relationship with their father, but that is going to be that would be like nearly impossible if I was living, you know, 20 hours via flight away. Yeah. Um, and he w- did not want us to leave. So he did not give permission in the Portuguese law states. Uh, if one parent does not, then the other cannot go. And so at the end of the day, I know it's the best for them. It was like in that moment of sort of losing your whole world, you want to be home, right? You want to be to the one place that you feel like comforts you and and cradles you and your friends and family are there. Um, But that just wasn't a possibility. Is it possible? I'm just curious. Is it possible if you're, if, um, if you're, you said your boys, you said? Mm -hmm. I have two boys, one's five and one's four. Yeah. I was wondering if like, what if they were to um, grow older in like the next, like they're in their teen years, right? And it's like, okay, I want to, I don't want to live here anymore. I want to go where mom goes. Is that yeah, possible that's 100% for them? a possibility. Yeah. Cause they've, they've reached that age where they have a voice, but I think about that in terms of like, okay, well, what am I going to do with my time here? Chances are I'm going to build the best life possible for me because that's what feels in alignment for my heart. Right. Yeah. And so if I build this really beautiful life, create more community, connect with other opportunities, why would I want to uproot that in like 10 years, you know, 15 years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever that looks like. That would be like restarting all over again, because that's a lot of time for things to grow and to evolve. Now, say if they wanted to go to college or something over there, great, we can work on being like half, half, but they're going to have a life fully rooted here too, with friends, yeah. family. Um, so it was just, it was something that I had to surrender to and accept. And by doing so, it's made it really, um, a lot easier for me okay so what have you so I'm curious what what so so far what have you done that you know made you be more I guess more comfortable here in Portugal mm-hmm. and then also when was like curious of when was the divorce and so like I guess when was that until now yeah, so the door, divorce was actually only a year ago, but this had been kind of in motion over the last two and a half, three years. So yeah. things were feeling really unsettled. And so I had to figure out like really quickly, like, what am I going to do to make a living here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, I do speak Portuguese. I don't feel so solid in it. Um, it's really hard as a foreigner to find a job. And I couldn't find a job that was equivalent to the money I was used to making or use my skill set. Um, so the only thing that I could have a license to do internationally and still keep some of my foreign clients was under the world of coaching. So I kind of combined um, my spiritual practices. I'm an Akashic records practice. I got a coaching license. Um, So I kind of just threw this amalgam of stuff together that still allows me to have the freedom in my native tongue with some of my expertise, using the things that I know and love in order to still be in what I call sacred service, which felt the same as treating somebody with acupuncture and Chinese medicine, right? So I needed something like that to feel in alignment with my soul's mission, um, but still be here. So that made me far more comfortable to have like sort of this outlet into my world while being here. And I know that coaching is not the obvious choice for everybody, but it worked very much for me. Because of what you said about like um, the flexibility to kind of combine both what you had in the U.S. and then what you're creating now, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was also a matter of like really honoring my comfort zone. So when we got divorced, I needed to tell the lawyer what city I lived in. So 
I didn't pick a city arbitrarily, but there are not mm. a lot of cities to pick from. And so the <laughs> biggest one, like 45 minutes away from their dad's house, which would make it doable for them to go there on their weekends, but far enough away to where I felt like I had my freedom and to be in a city again, I picked the city that I've never really been to. So then I was like, oh my gosh, now I need to learn a new city. And so I had them in school. I was like, you know, the best move is to find a house closest to their school, having this job that this job I created. So all of these things let my comfort zone be really, really small, which I needed in order to feel like I was doing okay. Otherwise, I don't think I would have managed all of the stress. Um, and then I've given, so it allowed me time to get to know the new city, get to connect with community, um, even learn, you know, the one ways and the wrong ways and all of that while driving around and navigating. So that was a really smart choice. Yeah. No, it makes sense to like honoring your comfort zone, you know, honoring, not versus like going back to or staying in your comfort zone, but you're honoring it because like you said, you moved to a new country and then learning the language and just the culture, how everything is. So to feel safe for yourself, you're honoring it. And that's, that's like, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah, it was so important because after a divorce, it's, it's really painful, even if it's for all the right reasons. And there are layers of heartbreak you know, the, the family didn't work out, the marriage didn't work out, you're stuck in the, you're not stuck, but you're in the situation you didn't think, you didn't see coming. And yeah. so by allowing space to give myself space to feel safe, I could process all of those other emotions in a way that wasn't overwhelming yeah. and allowed me to be um, as present as I could as a single mom with all of these changes going on. Yeah. And how did, how did you and your kids has handled everything. So it's been a year now like, with a divorce. Mm -hmm. Like how did you and your kids handled everything? Like moving to a new city too. And even though their even though their dad was 45 minutes away, like how how did they adjust as well? Yeah. So I, I really noticed it took the lead of me. So the better I was at doing things like honoring my comfort zone, taking care of me, making sure in the times that they were at school, I was processing my emotions, processing my my life in a way that made sense um that i felt more grounded they mm -hmm. just really flourished and i i took this opportunity to um allow them to see the divorce as an extension of their world so they mm -hmm. feel very excited they're like yay we have one house in porto we have one house in papa city we have another house in the us where my mom is they have a, <laughs> you know their grandmother's house and so by really getting creative with the way that I looked at it rather than an end, but a new beginning mm -hmm. and helping them see all the positives. They've really, really flourished. They're doing great in school. They love having the city. We're very close to the beach, but then they love going to kind of the country city where their, where their dad and grandmother live. Um, and they know that they have like this huge, big world. Oh, I like how you mentioned about like, it's an extension Mm -hmm. an extension the divorce is an extension versus like an end but also a beginning I really like mm -hmm. that because like you said there's there's not like a you're like, yeah you're putting a positive twist to it I was like yeah you can go to different houses everywhere you go like it's it's kind of like a new adventure in new places going to a city and like to a country then one day go visit your mom in the U.S. too and so it just yeah. Yeah, I think it just it took um, me having to get outside of my own thinking. And I realized that a divorce is a very sad ending, but it's also a new beginning. So it should be the same for them. And, 
instead of being terrified of like, oh my God, I'm never going to find my way around the city. Where's this and that? We would like, I'd do a little research and find a new park or find a new beach, find something that looked like fun to explore. And I would get them involved and we'd do a picnic and we'd pack our things up and we'd try and like explore. And they knew that it was like, mommy's not going to probably find this thing straight away. <laughs> like we might get lost. It might take a little longer than we thought. It might not be as great as we think, but you know, so like really getting them prepared in this um, energy of uncertainty, because yeah. I feel like that is something that's a life lesson, right? We are never certain of everything going on. And yeah. so the more that I got them aware that there's not always the answers in front of us, but we can explore it and it can be fun. It's made yeah. it really, um, there's been a playfulness about it. Yeah. And then I like that, you know, I mean, it's already, already what you said. It's like, there's, it takes a lot of strength to even just get out of like the negativity of it, but putting that, okay, let's just explore these new places with your kids and just putting yourself out. Because like you said, divorce is very, very messy and a lot of things come come about it. But the fact that, you know, you put your, put the, you were courageous to put your stuff forward for your kids, for yourself to just explore these new ideas. And like you said, like there'll be uncertainty with it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you just roll with it, yes. <laughs> yeah, I hope it teaches them a bit of resiliency. Um, kids tend to be really resilient anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of let them teach me on that too. In, in situations where I thought, okay, maybe they're going to have a hard time or this and that, I would notice that they were just like quite okay. And so I thought, well, why can't I be at least for a little bit of the time? You know, so yeah, I was like, yes, this is working. So and the more that I could stand in my comfort of even my my acceptance of not knowing what the next day was going to bring, the more stable they felt. And so it was like, kids are such a great example of reflecting what we're holding inside of us, right? Because yeah. energetics don't lie to a kid. They know what you're feeling. <laughs> they know what you're thinking, you know, we so know. we know, yeah, we they know. do. It's terrifying. <laughs> and so like, in order to make sure that we're all three doing all right, um, and then to help them understand how to have a different relationship with their dad also has been um, a, a nice way to assist them in having a voice in what works for them in terms of a relationship. Yeah, like in seeing them, um, you know, the relationship with your with you and then with their dad as well. Um, so I'm just curious of like how how are you now, like now, like today, as in with, it's been a year now Mm -hmm. with everything. How's the momentum of, with all the work you did for the past year, even the past six years, you know, with moving to a new country and everything? I feel like I'm really starting to see the manifestations of the work. Um, Even the new people that I meet, they have like, zero qualities of unsupportive behaviors, you know, like (laughs) all the new friendships that are showing up are like a really great reflection of the inner work that I've done of the things that I desired. Um, getting really clear on, on my boundaries and what I need in terms of a, of a healthy supportive relationship. Um, I've had new opportunities come in. My work is really taking off, which is great. Um, and I feel, yeah, it's so great. And I feel like every time I go to a new event, I'm reminded because I connect with the, per- like the most unsuspecting person around spirituality. I'm like, yeah, this is great. So, you know, I, the universe is honoring what I'm, I'm, I'm putting out there and, 
Um, I've been, you know, getting now I'm getting into play dates for the kids and getting to know some of the parents. And so I feel like I'm connecting into the community in a deeper level that really is helping things flow. So I am, I'm not, I did not accomplish everything I wanted in this first year, but I have really celebrated all the things that I have accomplished and giving myself a lot of credit for that. Yes. Wait, so what did you, what did you, even though you didn't do, even though you didn't do all the things that you were on your list? What did you do this, this yeah. year? I have to say, um, I think maybe my list was pretty unrealistic of all the things <laughs> I wanted to do. <laughs> so, but, you know, we tend to get like that. Um, yeah. You know, I have to say I started a very successful business from scratch. And so mm-hmm. to have that actually become a success was yeah. like, it was mind blowing to see something outside of myself that was actually functioning and mm-hmm. providing for me and providing an outlet for me to care for my children and my family. Um, I was, I was pretty impressed with myself to do that. Um, I've made some really dear friends and cultivating this, these relationships of having like the best friend I've always wanted. She's shown up in my life and, um, and it's just, it's amazing of this type of relationship when you feel like you've done that inner work shows up in your outer world. So, um, those are probably two of the biggest and I can drive without GPS. I'm actually really, really excited about doing that now. Like I don't need ways to see where I'm going. So <laughs> that's a big accomplishment for me. Uh, wait, so does that mean, um, wait, so back then you weren't very good with directions. You always use a GPS. I didn't know the city at all. So like mm-hmm. when I first moved here, I had no ideas. I didn't even have a car. So, um, you know, add that to my list. I have a car and then driving around, like I would, there's so many roundabouts and, and everything looks the same in certain places. It's all these, you know, tall European buildings and tiny cobblestone roads. And Oh, yeah. Yes. And I got it down. <laughs> you know, it's also so great. Like you mentioned about um, having like a very dear, close, even your best friend, like creating one in a new place. I can all like once you said that, I could feel it from you of like how dear she is to you. And just yeah. like. Yeah, I can just through the screen. I can feel it that this person um, is very important to you. Very like she, you know, just made I guess made your made your world at least in now like more comfortable, feeling more safe, feeling more secure, and just having someone to be there for you and be there with you whenever you are. Um, you know, going to, I love that you can feel that. And it was, it was such a significant reminder to me that, you know, sometimes we think we need everything to change in order for our world to feel better, but really it takes one thing. And having a dear friend is not a small thing, but I mean, the fact that I could leave a video, a voice note about, you know, maybe a rough night that we had with the kids or whatever. And she has two kids the exact same age and she can hear that, see that, feel that and hold space for me around that. game changer I feel like a different human having this person that I can really connect with and I know it's been the same for her because she just moved here from another country as well her husband's work brought here her here and so like the two of us our our paths were crossed right at the time they had been there like three months or something and I think I'd only been in this city about six months so it was really like one of those synchronicities it was one of those bigger design things and and it it really shifted my world Man, hmm. that's so amazing <laughs> how um how everything could be. So I was 
So thank you for sharing your story, Morgan. I really appreciate it. And hearing how your kids are doing, they're moving to moving, you moving to a new foreign country, getting to divorce, finding a dear friend, and just building your business and everything. Just so many celebrations, so many accomplishments that you did. And it's like, yeah, go, Morgan, <laughs> go. That's like I'm rooting for you and everything. Like it's just so <laughs> thank you yeah um so what is the one takeaway that you would like to share with our audience the depth of our capacity is greater than we think when we come up to something that feels impossible looks impossible we feel trapped or imprisoned that is just not the case we have this profound depth to move through whatever we choose to so know that you are not stuck in your world. There is hope. Oh, I like that. Like there's like, there's depth. I think that word, like even feeling that like right now with you, like when you said like the depth of it, just the word, like you literally said it, I could feel the the profoundity of it. Just not, not the positive heaviness of it, the yeah. positive of it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for joining us, Morgan. Really appreciate it. And just being here with us as a guest. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. It was really wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening in. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a, a review wherever you are listening. And look out for new episodes every Tuesday on The Courageous Inner Beast. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to know more about Morgan Rockwell's story and just get connected with her, please look in the description for the links and for more information.